going on? Welcome to Focus Driven with John Hudson. I got to start over, but no, I don't. Uh, record. I got it. I, I'm recording now, so it's all good. Welcome, everybody, to Focus Driven with John Hudson, where we specifically talk about family, faith, and the future. I have a very, very special guest on my show today. I'm First of all, I just want to thank this young lady for just being a part uh, and having a heart and desire for youth. I admire people who don't just talk about it, but they actually are making actions to uh, be a, of a great witness and to be of a support uh, to the youth today. And today I have on my show the one, the only, let me, before I even say the name, I love doing this because you have been a teacher both in the city of Kansas City and you have been a teacher abroad internationally and you've taught in China and you've also uh, done some college work, I want to say at the University of Kansas City. So the young lady I'm introducing, she has written a brand new children's book series called I Told the Storm. I want everybody to give it up for the one and only Dayon Richardson. Yeah! <laughs> What's up, Dayon? How you doing? Well, listen, when I found out about that book and, you know, you went to one of my conferences, so I I immediately was like, oh, I got to have her on because I have taught so many people about writing books and about sharing their passion. And with you actually going to the conference and following through with those steps, (laughs) it, it gives it gives great weight. Uh, to the value of if you see a goal and executing a plan. So tell me, uh, first of all, I want people to know a little bit about um, what you've done with your background. And then we're going to kind of segue into your book. Okay. To kind of give people kind of the, the, the prelude to, to, to the introduction of what you're doing now. So give me a, a intro, like how you started teaching the kids in the schools and then even teaching abroad. Yes, and I also want to drop a little plug. Your um, your conference, that was one of the biggest ways that kick-started me to doing, to actually following through. So, go to his conference, (laughs) y'all. Go to it. Thank you so much. I'll be trying to tell them, man. I'll be trying to tell them. They don't be listening. You did, though. You did. (laughs) I'm just messing with y'all. Everybody who's been to my conferences, they know that, that I love them, and and uh, you you're not the only one that's actually been successful. I just appreciate you, and I had you had you on the show because it's it's just a matter of time. I had that conference less than man nine to ten months ago, and you're already making big time moves. So I just wanted to plug that in. So thank you. But yeah, go ahead tell tell them. Yeah. Okay, so I have been um, in education. This is going on my ninth year. Wow. Um, and I've always knew I wanted to be a teacher. So um, it kind of was a beautiful segue into education. Um, I did have some storms, kind of alluding to the book a little bit. I had some storms within education and 
had to overcome them to be able to teach, which is my biggest passion. Right. And so, um, I, like you said, I've had the opportunity to teach in KCK, which is where I'm from. The dot representing you. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to KCK. We love y'all. We love y'all. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I had opportunity to teach in KCK yeah. um, for six years, well, seven years. Yeah. And then now I'm on the Missouri side. I'll be starting my teaching this year at Hogan. Okay. Yeah. Tell, hey, by chance, and I don't mean to cut you off, at Hogan Prep, who is, uh, I guess, the superintendent out there? Jason Strickland, who, which is also from KCK. Oh, my that's dude. A little, that's a little side caveat. When yeah. there is some strong leadership, you tend to follow that leadership. Hey. That's a little side, little nugget. I love it. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Dr. Strickland. That's my guy. So I, I anytime, without him, Fred Dexter wouldn't have been born. My my children's book. And I'll share a little bit more about that later. But shout out to Dr. Strickland and everybody at Bishop Hogan. I know I'm be seeing him soon as well. So, yeah. Yes, yes for sure. And um, I've had the beautiful opportunity to um, teach at UMKC doing a social justice seminar. Wow. Um, I've been doing that for a few years, and that's been awesome. Like, working from elementary, then going to collegiate, it's, it was a big jump. Yeah. Um, but it was beautiful. Like, I love, I still have such great relationships with those students. Wow. How, what would and, you say, um, what would you say is more gratifying? Uh, working with the kiddos or working with the college O's? <laughs> right okay so i will say a lot of times when you work with kids it's a thankless job yeah because you know, they don't realize right all that they're pouring in they don't realize all the investment that's being made right whereas with college students that are about to become teachers like pre-service teachers they're like hey i use that in my classroom right yeah. <laughs> yes. and right so it's kind of like the light bulb happens quicker yeah, yeah. And so um, I love that piece of it. I love the the pull and the push of conversation that I can do with adults. Yeah, yeah. I can challenge them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I feel like both have their both have their moments where it's like, oh, I love I know, right? That's crazy. I, I want to yeah. say I taught all levels as well. I taught in elementary school. I taught at Grant Elementary School for a year or so out there, and then of course people know me being a counselor at Johnson County Community College where I play ball. Um, and like you said, the, the two dynamics hold different weight for different situations. I think for me, I love teaching the kiddos better um, only because every day I can see the development. I can see okay. the improvement. I can see some, the, the ones who are troubling kids. Those are the ones for me. That's the heart. It's just like, OK, I, I know what to do tomorrow to maybe kind of get them going just a little bit more to challenge more. But the college kids, some of them, they all are like, man, I just need to get this class, bro. Let me get in here, man, and knock it out, man. And I'll be like, all right. And then when they don't pass the class, then they ready to talk to a counselor. Hey, man, I'm sorry, man. Right. Can we can we talk? Right. Well, you, you said. Wow. Yeah. Because it's kind of like um, the impact. I feel like my impact was greater. Yeah. at the collegiate level because now I'm not just affecting like one student at elementary you are going to be a teacher to a whole class now yeah you're going to be able to impact your staff because like I said it was a social justice class and I had a, quite a few students who were African-American or 
multicultural, and then I had some that weren't. Right. And so now you have a chance to influence your school, leaving my class to right. be the change that we always stand. We want to see which now our country what is towards exactly to make that change. And so to know I'm sending those teachers out with that information, that makes me feel like okay, my influence is bigger. Right. Right. And so I, that's one of the reasons I'm like, okay, maybe college. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know for me, and this is the first time I really talked about this. I know for me, uh, college is one of those places where, depending on what college you go to, they have a gang of resources for uh, college students for whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. So whether it be uh, a, a liberal arts degree, or where they're going to try to get an HVAC certification, or try to get an EMT. Our job is to basically give them the resources they need to remove the barriers that they have uh, in order to be successful. So for me, I was one of two uh, African-American men there at Johnson County, and they don't have a whole lot of us out there and they need more of us out there. Um, And I think the thing with me is the fact that to see a young African-American male's face who went through all of that and who understands the system can show a lot of weight to other uh, people who want to have those same goals that they can do it too. So from a social justice standpoint, like you just mentioned, black faces in higher education is just as valuable as it is through K through 12. Absolutely. And it kind of came full circle um, because this last year I was in Missouri and um, I was told like, hey, this is going to be your student teacher. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm like excited. I'm like, hey, she's my student teacher. Right. And she's also from um, the same college, UMKC. And so come to find out, because she came to my class. I mean, she came to the first day of school and everything like that. Uh Come to find out she was in my seminar. And so she was just like, yeah, they were like, yeah, you're going to be with Dayon. And she's like, oh, I love Dayon. I was in her seminar. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Right. You know, to see like, that influence that you spoke of, of being like, okay, she had someone who was also culturally relevant as a professor or as a instructor. And for her to say like, that's who I want to learn with. That's who I want to shadow. And for her to say like, that's the reason why I'm coming to that school. Then we feel like we're doing something. You are, you you are doing something. Um, And let's segue into that doing something because you've done something fantastic, which is you wrote your first children's book. But before you talk about that, talk about your international experience. Now, yes. you taught at, I believe, what country again? I'll let you explain that. Cause this I was is... in Nanjing, China. Oh, and wow. So, um, for two summers. And it's so it's so bizarre because like you were saying about like at Johnson County being like the one of the only mm-hmm. in China. Right. I've literally right. run out of <laughs> I know that's right. And so it was like, I felt both pieces. Like yeah. I felt the pride of like, man, I'm I'm going to this place and I'm representing my family. I'm representing my culture well. And I also felt like, dang, where everybody else at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so um, God gave me the blessed opportunity to teach interactive math skills. Wow. Which is ways to make math engaging. And right. so I didn't work with kids. I worked with teachers. Wow. And yeah, I worked with teachers. So I worked with kindergarten through sixth grade teachers. And I showed them ways to make math engaging through um, centers, through um, food. Right. We did fractions and we made pizzas. Wow. And so, like, <laughs> that is cool. 
Yeah, like they were like, we've never done anything like this. Because you know, like culturally, their test scores and things like that have always been really, really high. well. Very, very high. People don't even understand. Yeah. China, uh, North Korea, uh, South Korea, all their math scores and scientific scores are off the chain, up, up, up yeah. over the roof. But the thing that they're needing, the reason why they brought us in is uh-huh. because their students are not engaged. Oh. Their students are not engaged. And so um, they brought us in to have the opportunity to learn ways to make learning engaging. Right. And the school I worked at one year, they requested me back for the following year. Wow. So I'm like, you know, maybe something's going well. I had a couple principals come to um, a couple of my classes. Right. Um, to learn, like, what is she doing? Because... It's something they're not used to doing. They're not used to doing graphs with making graphs with Eminem. Right, which is which is awesome. Like I love that kind of stuff, man. And I hate math. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I do too. And I had to be like really transparent with them about that because that was another storm in my life. I've had to take so many math classes over in college. Yeah. I've never been strong in math. I I had a teacher in high school say, like, I don't care if y'all learn. I'm getting paid regardless. And that is always like stuck with me yeah. being a deficit of, I don't need it. Right. And so for um, me to do my math, I got my master's in uh, mathematical resilience. Wow. Well, that was what I did, like my research and everything on. Right. And so when I applied for the program in China, they were like, hey, do you want to teach math? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what have I done? So right. for... God to use the thing that I thought was like my deficit or thing I thought I was never going to be good at to teach in another country. Wow. It shows you like he can use any storm. Mm. He can use any storm. And so for me, I could never master the different math concepts. Yeah. So I did it by learning about food. Wow. Like, okay. I know that for this pizza, this how many slices, like I I related it to real life experiences to teach me. Yeah, I love it. I, d- I did the same thing. I played basketball in two different countries, uh, played in Fiji and I played in New Zealand. And I, I think I've shared this story with you guys uh, when I was at the conference. And uh, for me, coming from the Kansas City, Kansas area, traveling to two, not one, but two countries, and playing basketball, that was one thing. But they, we, we did some camps in Fiji, and that's a third world country. So I can relate to uh, trying to get people engaged and get them kind of motivated to do stuff. And in Fiji, it was it was a poverty-stricken area. As much as we love the Fiji water, that's yep. on the other side of a place where people literally are living in tents. And they don't have uh, food to eat. They don't have cars. They don't have the normal everyday necessities that we have here in America. So I definitely understand, like what 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 you were saying about how how that could have been difficult, and then you made it fun and engaging for them. And uh, more people, I believe, like you, Dayan, just need to hear that. They need to know that experience because people in Wyandotte don't ever think that they can leave State State or Parallel Avenue. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody talks about getting outside of Leavenworth Road. Or man, the only thing, I, only place I've been to that's fun talking about food is Go Chicken Go on on Seventh Street. <laughs> Or 78th Street. So I love hearing about this, and, and, and I and I hope you really take into consideration 
of uh, possibly working with me on some stuff. I got some stuff yeah, that I want to do sure. and wind out, and I think I told you about it. But um, yeah, you know, we 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 gonna we gonna try to help and give back a little bit in that way. So, so okay, now enough about that. We got like 15 minutes. Tell me about this book. Man, you told me so much already. I want to hear more about I Told the Storm. Yes. Okay, so the um, I'll give the premise of the book before I kind of do like some um, back information. Okay. Um, so the premise of the book, um, there's a little boy. His name is Emery. Okay. Um, the main character is based off of my nephew, actually. Ah, and I noticed um, the T-shirt that you have on as well. You have on the yeah, yes, ain't that cool? Nice. <laughs> That's the coolest thing. Yes, <laughs> so, The premise of the book: There's a little boy who's afraid of a storm, mm. and his mom is explaining to him how God uses storms to help things grow. Right, and that even though they're scary, even though they might bring a lot of uncomfortable feelings, mm. they're there to help us. Yeah. And so um, in my life, like I said, I've dealt with all different kinds of storms from divorce to taking my teacher test 13 times. Yeah. Yeah. To all different numbers of things that um, I did not see an end right. to it while I was in it. You know, it felt like, what's the purpose of this? Right. Why you got me in this terrible season right. of life and to come out of it with so much wisdom, to come out of it with. Um, better understanding about myself as a person, right. about others. I see the purpose behind those storms, but you know when you're in it, all oh, you man. see is the clouds, the rain, the hail. You just, <laughs> right, right. You don't, see, you don't see the sun. Right. You don't see the sun, but the sun is always there. there. Wow. And when I look back at my life, I look back at everything that I've overcome, everything that I've been through. He has literally always been there. He and is. so that's just a testament to how good God is changing moment people need to hear and see other individuals who have dedicated time efforts not just by saying it but they put in their testimony or uh, some type of uh, inspirational story in a book form i want to encourage people whoever my listeners are today get this book kids need to hear this kind of stuff i told the storm as you guys already know America and the rest of the world is going through not one, but several storms. We, we, we've been going through storms for the longest, but kids need to know that just like what Ms. Dion Richardson said, there is a light shining through all of the storm. So I'm so proud of her for writing this book and it being so not even, I don't know if she knew it or not, but the book is kind of an ordained 
piece of work because it's timely for what's going on right now. It's so it's so bizarre. And like you were saying, like there is no one on the planet who has not been through a storm. Right. You either just came out of one, right. you're going into one, right. or you're in one. You know, even children. Yeah. They go through storms. I feel like as adults, we like, you good, you're fine. But they they still have to find ways to deal with those things that they're encountering in life too. Right. Like as a teacher who was teaching during quarantine. My students didn't know what was going on. They just knew they couldn't see their friends. They couldn't go back to school. You know, like that impacted them in a big way. And so, like you said, like this book is relevant to all ages because we all can benefit from it. And um, I did not plan. I did not plan for it to be. I know know you did. This is a timely book. It's perfect. That's God, man. I I have a book coming out. uh, The new Fred Dexter's uh, book. And it's talking about suicide prevention. And now, like never before, everybody is encountering some traumatic um, experiences, which is causing some anxiety to where they want to do something to themselves or to somebody else. And that book uh, will be coming out soon. But I'll tell everybody about that later. I'm just letting everybody know you and this I told the storm is just I, I, I really feel that this book is going to take off. And hopefully today when people, uh, you know, look at this podcast and even hear it, uh, that they'll go out and purchase the book. So tell people where they can get the book at and how much and all your, all your stuff. Yeah. For, um, my book, um, you will be able to, um, get it shipped out to you. I'm doing a personal delivery. Oh, wow. I'm mailing it out to you. And so, um, what you will need to do, you'll need to email me, your name, your address, and how many copies you want to rdayon at yahoo.com. And that's R-D-A-Y-O-N-N-E at yahoo.com. And the book um, by itself is 20 with shipping included. And if you want the book and some book swag, you know, some little book swag, some goodies, (laughs) it's 25. Okay. All right. Well, good. She got see. She got you with the book and a little bit extra, and for five dollars. You know what I'm saying? So twenty five dollars. You set. You ready to go? You can talk to your kids. Heck, you can use it for your grandbabies, your niece, your nephew. All during this pandemic season, this is a great comfort book to bring hope, life, joy, speaking strength, empowerment, encouragement to these young people. They need it. Um, now, like never before, it's like all I'm seeing, and I have you guys see the picture of me and my sons in the background. All they want to do now is YouTube, uh, Fortnite, Xbox, PlayStation, Wii. And I'm like, ugh, read a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. And my son is like me. I hated reading books. And if he reads a book, he falls asleep. But here's what you can do with a kid if they fall asleep, by reading the book, you can say, great, now I know what to do to get you to go to bed. So, when you're ready to go to bed, we're going to read a book. And still, we're going to cut down that social media stuff uh, in addition to that. But um, but no, uh, Dayan, I am so, so glad you wrote the book, and I wish you all the best for what you are doing. And uh, even more so, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you, I, I have, I have some great other guests 
but I think you are the only one um, who is coming for this week on my show that's actually uh, an author of a children's book and who is an African-American female ascent who loves what she does. Um, so I want to say, say thank you for that. Uh, do you have anything that you want to tell anybody as far as maybe where they can reach you at if they wanted to contact you for anything? Do you have anything like that you want to share at this time? Yes, um, I'm also going to be available for um, public speaking um, this summer. Yeah. Um, if you want me to come out to your church or event or anything like that, maybe to share my testimony, share my book, or just to encourage the crowd, whatever it is, um, you can reach me through my email, rdayon at yahoo.com, as well as I'm on social media, um, Facebook and Instagram at Dayon Nicole. Um, it's Nicole is spelled N-E-C-O-L-E. And that way, you know, maybe I have some book specials coming up or um, we got my book signing coming up on the 27th. And so whatever you would like to be a part of, you'll be able to see that on my social media pages as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm not going to let you go just yet. Um, <laughs> I... I like playing little games, so I'm going to play this game. And I, I don't know. This might tell my age more than your oh. age. But I am going. And it's not really a game. It's kind of like, uh, what is your favorite dot, dot, dot. Okay. okay? So, me. Uh, not, I'm talking 1992 to 96, 97. There was a African-American sitcom. Uh, at the time, which is one of my favorite sitcoms, it was called Martin. Okay. And and Martin uh, uh, had some friends, Pam, Tommy, Cole, and then Martin played all these other characters from Jerome, uh, <laughs> yep. uh, Bruce Leroy, he was Shanae, uh, things like that. Do have you ever seen that show? Let me just start there first. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, do you know, and this is just uh, one of, out of one of his uh, characters, he had a friend uh, that, uh, that sold stuff out of his, like, jacket. And he would okay. come to his house, and every once in a while, uh, he would say, like, what's going on, chief? I do know. I do know who you're talking about. All right. So if you can name who that person is, um, I just want uh, uh, to show your black card today. Who oh. is the name of that person that would say, what's happening, Chief? What was his name? Was it Brother Man from the Fifth Flow? It was not Brother Man from the Fifth Flow. <laughs> no. That You're right. Listen. You did, you did good. It was close. It wasn't Brother Man. So, Brother Man would always do the slow bop, and he'd be like, so what's up, right? Yeah, he come down from the, he come through his window. He would. The guy that always would be like, what's going on, Chief? How you doing? His name was Hustle Man. Uh, and it was played by Tracy Morgan. So, uh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm a huge, huge, huge Martin fan. So I just like to test people's knowledge every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> we'll go for it. We'll go for it. 
Uh, so, but anyway, I got one for you based on the same show. Who was the guy that said, I'm a player from the Himalayas? I know that. Uh, Who was it Jerome? It was Jerome. She got it back. She got okay. her point. Back. <laughs> I, see, I see his outfit. I see his wig. You see the Jay curl and gold chain? I So thanks, but um, I just wanted to do something fun, something different. I'm like I said, I'm I'm truly blessed, uh, Dayon, to have you on the show, and I wish you nothing but the best. Please consider coming back. I'm I'm going to um. Uh, do some other things in the community and I want to let you know I got you on my head as far as helping me and giving some support going back to KCK okay don't hang up don't huh thank you so much for having me oh you're welcome and I'm looking on the back of your board there is that Kyrie Irving who's that no that is okay so I see Drake so I'm like asking now so go ahead tell me who those people are Say, uh, best they're both supposed to be Drake. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's, here's the story. I love Drake. That is like my best friend that he doesn't know really. Oh, okay. Like your husband type best friend? No, like that's like the homie. Like, oh, like your homie. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like, <laughs> so for my birthday last year, I had um, a Drake painting party because that was my favorite album cover. Nothing was the same. Yeah. And so I told my class, I was like, yeah, y'all, we, I'm painting Drake for my birthday. <laughs> and it was like, we want to paint him too. Wow. So what did I do? I got canvases. I got paint from the art teacher. And um, they all sketched out their own Drake based off of the, the album cover. Right. And I did not blend my paint well. Right. As you can see, Drake is dark skin. Right. But it was such a special moment to have um, an in-class paint party. Cool. They knew that I was doing one with my friend. They were like, we want to have one in class. And so, cool. had a paint party. Well, we're running out of time. I got like 20 seconds left. Um, I want to say thanks again. Don't, don't hang up. Don't leave. But I got to uh, take care of a few bills. And we'll be right back. Everybody, thanks for joining John Hudson and Focus Driven. We'll see you next time. Peace.